where life is going places, physically moving around, moving from this job to that job, from this scenario to that scenario, from this relationship to that non-relationship to the next and so forth. Oh, we're kind of settling into this and, you know, not quite providing what we need, so we move to another place and settle into that. It's not quite, it feels good and you kind of, you know, clear the weeds and dust it off and shape it up and build it and construct it and polish it and then, yeah, fed up with this. (laughs) On to the next. And, um, you know, we, we have our practice tools. So, your practice tools are about steadiness and really depth of attention. And also, practice tools which are about nature of response, just attuning a response so we're no longer so uh, frightened or grasping or anxious. We've got a kind of sense of warmth and benevolence and okayness with where, wherever we are. We try to develop that quality of kindness, compassion, non-ill will, non-pressure towards ourselves, towards others. So in a way this, these are the kind of fundamental tools of practice and you have process really, which is the kind of way in which what your mental behaviour, psychological, emotional, whatever you call it, behaviour is coming up and then you, how you, you apply the tools of practice to the nature of process and sometimes of course you know we just want to have the, the tools and get really nice tools really and not really bother with the process <laughs> the process is messy confusing you know embarrassing intimate uh, threatening because it's so much me and I'd like to just be somebody who has these nice tools rather than have these tools carving me up <laughs> and that's really the, the uh, I think the, there's a kind of point in, in Dhamma practice where it's no longer something that I'm just doing it's something that I'm actually you know really dedicating myself to and I was prepared to be carved up by it opened up by these tools and, and dragged around or pro, you know uh, reviewed by these into uh, the grasping the attachments of the mind. Mm. So I'm sure you, you kind of got these themes, these understand these basic themes, and uh, I just thought I'd talk a little bit about. Um, some of the things that, that I'm going through, working with, uh, it's, it's safest to actually talk about something you were working with ten years ago when it's all over and done with and you can smile and look back on it. <laughs> but to be honest, <laughs> work in progress, or probably in progress, in process. <laughs> yeah. So as some of you know, I was I was um, I've been here for many years, and a lot of that was building things up, creating a a place you know, physically, and also I would say in terms of community structures, 
you know, um, looking after the how the training goes and so forth. And then, you know, so, so if you like being a bit of a kind of mother bird, kind of building the nest and then feeding grubs to the little ones who come in. <laughs> And uh, last year I had a, a year or so of going away, you know. And interestingly enough, when I, when I first, my early life, I had a lot of this feeling of just wanting to get out. I wanted to get out. You know, I'd been something wrong, I just want to get out of this. So I just kind of did quite a lot of traveling. I always wanted to get out of these stale social structures, you know. Dunstable place that eminently you want to get out of. Not because there's anything wrong with it, it's just nothing. <laughs> it's nothing. It's just nothing. <laughs> you know, you walk up the street and you walk down it again. <laughs> I'll get out of there. Something more, with a bit more punch in it than this, you know. So I was going to get out. So I did a lot of traveling. And eventually I was getting to the situation where I, I get to a place, you know, I travelled across through Europe and then Turkey and Iran, Pakistan, Afghanistan, India, Thailand, Malaysia, Indonesia, and so forth. And you get to the kind of situation where you're actually getting bored with a place within about a day of getting there. And eventually you can almost feel the, the boredom hitting you as soon as you get off the bus. You know, it started, it's getting quicker and quicker. Oh my goodness. You know, journeying to nowhere. Where are you going? You know, you can't run away from your mind. <laughs> this incredible hunger and and frustration and and absence of the mind. You know, that no place is going to fill up. So I think, oh. So anyway, so fortunately, I stumbled into the meditation. Oh well, you could really get into something here. So then I just sort of in a way, change direction. The whole point was just to really stay and stay and stay rather than go anywhere, to kind of try to build something that was meaningful and lasting. Mm-hmm. And so it was more or less trying to get in and in and in rather than get out and out and out. <laughs> get in and in and in. You know, so I had a lot of really intensive focusing trying to get into the point. You know, the real, the real final bit that you get to, the real bit... You know, underneath all the real bit, <laughs> you kind of if you look hard enough and you clear through, there'll be the real bit in there. So I get quite quite intense like that, and uh, there's all this stuff blowing around. But you can kind of get out of that, and get into this, yeah. And so that, that kind of um, looking for some core quality, mm. and you never really find it. Mm. So, certainly after one, I begin to recognise well, the problem is this kind of this coming and going mind is the problem. You know, the mind wants to go, the mind wants to arrive is the real problem. Trying to find a point or trying to go somewhere is the real problem. You know? Anyway, I could recognise that somehow one gets kind of woven into a situation, it was time to get out again. And uh, and then while I was away, 
sitting in retreats, sometimes I could just kind of, I do a lot of meditation practice and sometimes I just stop. Say, okay, well, let's see what happens. And just watch the mind streaming backwards through more or less everything that I've ever done and then forward to every kind of possibility of what could happen. Just watch this mind like a spider, the way the spider draws silk out of its own body you know, and then weaves this incredible web. You see the mind do that? You know, you just leave it somewhere, it just spools this stuff out, amazing constructions. And then it's kind of dark, it's running around on them. Yeah. And I could actually witness my mind just create these enormous, uh, fine, detailed descriptions of the past and the future. And just like gossamer, you know, like spider's web. And then you blow it and where are, where are you? <laughs> you know? And with, with all the correct stuff, it wasn't just thoughts, it was all tremendous passions, emotions, and the, all the wrongs that have been done to me, and the wonders of life, and the nostalgia over the good times. I mean, you know, really rich stuff in the past, and in the future about what could be, and the worries and uncertainties. Oh, jeez. When I get to something actual, you know, so I get thought, well, you know, get back to Chithurst, and then you get embedded into something a bit more substantial, you know. So I've had this kind of unsettled feeling, trying to find something a bit substantial. It looks pretty substantial. Yeah. Uh, and today I was, uh, so not quite, you know, because all the structures had changed. So we didn't have any, hardly any meetings. So, you, so what, what do I go to? Where is it? What is it to go? Well, wherever. But you go, in this, you go into these rooms, all these meetings with nobody in them. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of hang around the meeting room, there's nobody, nobody there, nobody turns up. What will happen? You know? And then you, they, you sit in meditation, you ring the bell. And if we just start evaporating out the doors, think, where are they going? Where are they all gone? We go to a meeting, there's no, no meetings. Yeah. So I feel kind of estranged. And then the, the nuns have, have the, you know, developed their own situation down in the uh, nuns area, so that it's come up less often, so they don't even know what, why they are, what's happening to them. And then, you know, ten, you know, you see, sitting at the meal time, this group of people turn up. They turn up in silence. They sit down in silence. They eat their meal in silence. They get up in silence, and they leave in silence. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> so I can actually watch these kind of strange. Not thoughts, not thoughts, just these strange emotions of feeling a bit nervous, a bit anxious, like maybe I'm doing some, something's wrong, feeling a bit frustrated and um, nervous and frustrated and then feeling a bit guilty, must be something, you know, as if it's something I was doing wrong or then feeling a bit um, angry and <laughs> nothing's actually happening. <laughs> it's a stuff. Spinning out. Yeah. Wow, this is. 
nothing's actually going on yet. <laughs> so, and today I was, uh, I had this notice that I wanted to put up on a, on, a, on a place where everybody would see it. So I was walking around, where's a place where everybody would go to, you know? I knew we wouldn't go to any of the halls for meeting in. The last place people actually go to. So I ended up stuck it in the corridor. You know, there's a notice board in the corridor, which is the things you can consult. The interesting thing was the corridor was the place where we never wanted to have any notices because the idea is that you kind of move along this, you don't hang out there because corridors are people to move through, not to stand around in. So if you've got a notice board, people are obviously going to stand there, block up the corridor. That's the place where we have the, the um, notice board because that's the only thing that people have in common is a place for moving through. You know, everybody moves along this little four metres of territory. <laughs> little tube, like a vessel, you know. You think. So if you hang around there long enough, you're bound to meet, because everybody who comes in has got to go down that corridor. This is the little kind of the chicane where you get them. <laughs> they, once they get past that, they fan out into all different kinds of areas, you know. So I think, well, that's, this is the nature. We don't actually live in a house. We live in, we move through corridors. <laughs> corridors of existence. And sometimes it's not, it's not, certainly not unfriendly. You know, you meet people and you go, oh, hello. Three minutes, one minute, 20, 20 seconds, pleasant enough, and then gone. You're trying to remember all the things you wanted to say, so that when that person, you see that person for, for 10 seconds or so, you can kind of say, okay, I want to talk to you about this and this and this and this and this. You know, so you're kind of memorizing, to, so that when you see this one of these people, you can kind of get them and unload all the stuff you wanted to say. So you get a bit kind of a, um, <laughs> strange habits, you know. You see somebody, you reel off a list of memos. <laughs> Because <laughs> particularly, I can't often. I can't. It doesn't. My memory works so that it just things flop to the surface. I don't know that I'm going to be able to retain that for the next five days until we have another meeting. You so you know, catch them on the hop. And so it's kind of uh, well, that's you know, it's like that. And then one can can. can all kinds of things. Eventually, I think oh, in a week or so. I thought, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a meeting with the guests because they're probably as estranged as I am. We, we can get, us estranged people can get together. <laughs> they're probably wondering what's going on. <laughs> Whereas everybody else knows what's going on and they want to get out, you know. <laughs> so hiding up in a lot of nooks and crannies and alcoves and things with it. You know, and then so so it goes like that, and uh, so you kind of get that that I was kind of been working with that sense of it, and uh, okay, you know, so if one to live in accordance with, and I have that kind of basic trust. There's a so. I've certainly felt 
you know, kind of a lot of warmth and friendliness and goodwill and and um, concerns and you know, enjoyable contacts in these moments of contact, and then these spaces open up. And uh, I think that that's really the interesting bit, because it's in the spaces that you know the, the the constructions of the mind become more apparent and palpable. You know, you can't really validate. And you have a bit of somebody there. You know, you can actually start to sort of play with constructions. You know, you construct some ideas or some feelings, and they and they pass it back, and you get something going. And yet you can still, you can construe all kinds of things around that, like whether um, you're being a bit of a nuisance, getting in somebody's way, they'd rather be not be with you at this time and go off and do something else, you feel a bit awkward about taking up their time, or whatever, you know, that's what mine does. Basic construct, basic mindset, I think, my mind is, is one of, um, you know, better off if you weren't around, basically. You know, and it's nobody else's issue, it's just my own. So I'm always ready to, to witness that kind of experience. So you, my mind tends to construct that. Uh, you know. And then when there's, in, when there's emptiness, when there's nothing there, there's nothing going on, there's a feeling of, well, where is it? And then it can construct things around that. Um, you know, dysfunction or um, unfriendliness or that doesn't actually, you know, mind can construct all these things around, around all that. Mm. And really, I, I guess this is nothing more than anybody else is experiencing. Perhaps, uh, perhaps we're just highlighting. You know, you're left with really your own. Everything is kind of mirroring, and uh, for awakening, it's it's kind of what you want. <laughs> you know, to, to be, have this mirror of what constructions are happening, are running. You know, which tend to get. You know, you don't necessarily see them. Yeah. You know. For what they are, because they get validated by being important or urgent or necessary, mm. or true, or opinions that are true, character assessments that are true. You know, she's this way, he's that way, and this is true. <laughs> you know. That kind of thing, or I'm like this, and I'm like that, and that's true. <laughs> and you go through this stuff, and wow, you know, three minutes ago, I was in a state of feeling like, I'm fed up, I'm getting out of here, I've had enough, I'm getting out of here. I can't take, I'm just, this is, this is, this is, then, you know, somebody says, hello, Johnny. Oh, I'm nice. Suddenly it's all gone. You think, wow, where did that one go? You know? Just the, the, the kind of susceptibility to, to uh, contact and how they, you know, then you construct something around that. And it gets very confusing. 
you believe in them. But uh, you know, I think kind of what comes home to me is is there are nice constructions, very nice constructions, and some awful constructions, painful constructions. But all constructions, painful or unpainful. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say, don't you? <laughs> they're, they're that. And you don't get to the end of them, you don't find satisfaction, you don't find an answer, you don't find a home in them, you can't. You don't ever get to the end of them. There's no journeying beyond them. There's no place to rest in them. All of us have this uh, possibility. There's a constructed, and there's a way out of the constructed. And simply speaking, when you look at the practices that are, you know, in detail and in microcosm and in larger aspects, there's presence, immediacy, just being present with what is, really filling up, fully authenticating, standing beside, standing in the presence of, grounding yourself in what is and what isn't, finding, you know, that kind of sense where you just, this is it, I'm not, all I know is that moving away from this, all I know is this is unskillful to keep moving away, to keep feeding this or moving away from this is unskillful, I know that much, you know. So just, I don't, I just stand in the presence of this, you get that kind of sense, yeah. And how to, this is what samadhi really, the training in that in a way builds up, that ability to just hold presence. Hmm. And you get the sense of um, something that's about empathy, where you're not judging or fretting or saying how long you say I'm prepared to be with this and just just feel it for as long as it wants to be felt just to kind of feel the, just to resonate with that um, and may no ill will arise in my mind and may no despair arise in my mind if it does then I'll resonate with that you know we hold, hold the space, all of that possibility, don't we? We have a consciousness that tells us something is here and something's there. You know, I've got to hold this, but I've also got to somehow acknowledge there's this, and uh, this is what's going to inform and is, you know, is where the, the feeling tone comes from and the, the qualities that help to to um, keep this alive, you know, keep this in tune, you know, which we all do, don't we, we kind of, when you recognise what you're kind of really looking for at the bottom level in relationship is just to have a tuning fork, you know, something you kind of get something off so you can hear, you can can sense yourself because you're being bouncing off something, Mm. you want that. And uh, we have this, and then you just start to really say, okay, then you bounce off the weirdness, you bounce off the madness, you bounce off the, you resonate with the whatever it is, you know, and may no ill will arise in my mind towards myself or others, may no 
condemnation towards myself or others arise in my mind. May no giving up, no despair arise in my mind towards myself or others. If it does, then may I at least be with that, you know, kind of practice. And that's, to me, that's the way you kind of, as these old patterns get revealed, that to me is the constant mantra. It's maybe the only thing I've learned, you know, in all these years. I don't know that much, really. You know, I can think a lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> but I haven't learnt that much. <laughs> what I've learnt is some things, are, some patterns are skillful and some patterns are unskillful. You know, and the best thing to do is just stay present, tune in, and who knows? You know? <laughs> that's what I can do, that's what I can figure out. You know, because he's trying to set everything else straight, reaching out for everything else to be set straight. This isn't going to do it. So you just kind of realize, you know, focus in on that. I can kind of, there is something that arises that helps to lead out of the constructions. No, I think it was just the other day I was kind of eat, eating the meal, going through something or the other, some kind of feeling. Suddenly, this kind of thing said to me, "Look, look, the only thing you can trust is stop." <laughs> the only thing you can know is stop. Stop doing that. Stop. Just stop. You can do that. You know. Yeah. There. You know. That there is. Um, there's a way. There's no end to to that. To all this stuff. And yet there is the place where you just stop spinning the silk out of your body. You know. You stop throwing your energy away. You stop giving your presence away to fantasies and to possibilities and to ifs and shoulds and couldn'ts and judgments. Mm. That's kind of the way I practice. You know, certainly there's a certain thirst for things that everybody thirsts for in you know, in, in essence, you know, something warm, something comfortable, something enjoyable, something progressive, some sense that there'll be a future that will be we'll rolling along together to some better place, you know. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, you kind of get seduced by that again. And yeah, you know, we are in a way, but let it happen. I don't have to be driving it, let it happen. What I have to do is is just stop, and then things kind of stop itself is is just the ending of constructions, and uh, it there's presence, sense of you know immediacy, presence, directness, the quality of sensitivity, awareness. And it's not constructing. 
it kind of it's like that that time in your meditation sometimes when you when the mind is just not in this not in that not holding itself not searching for just somehow it's just like a almost like a a nothing just hovering you know, without landing without even hovering really but it, it's the only way it, because it's not in this and it's not in that mm. And then so, so certainly, you know, just coming out of my, one's own, my own bubble, looking at things, I was noticing, you know, my mind moves to the, going into the, um, the garage the other week, and I think Tita Dhamma was in there, so it's always nice to drop in on Tita Dhamma's grotto, always <laughs> something interesting there. And he was pointing up to this uh, window ledge. He said, look up there. And he sees little white things. What's that? These are beaks. These little kind of white beaks opening. And then suddenly there's this kind of flutter. And then these two birds came rushing into the window, went to these white beaks, and then flushed out again. It swallows. You know, it swallows. It, and you can see this one, two, and a little one, or three and a little one, a little runt one at the end. We're watching these swallows, these, these beaks kind of flashing open, and these birds are rushing and stuffing grubs in and brushing out again. And uh, I was so pleased because uh, 1998 was the last year we had swallows. They used to rest on this wire. Uh, running between the woodshed and the house, resting the cable there, and there'd be flocks of them. And then 1999, they didn't turn up. And they had so obviously that, that flock, had, you know, got shot somewhere or dropped out of the sky or poisoned or something, because they'd always come back every year, and you wait for them, and then one, they, you see them, they start being there, and they'd be there all through, you know, the, the nice weather and then there'd be the time when they start going, you know, it was autumn and you thought, oh, you know, the swallows have come, how lovely, and the swallows are going, the season's changing. And there was this kind of sense of, where do the swallows go? Where do they go? It's a bit like walking into the meeting, or well, where, where did everybody go? <laughs> and suddenly there they were. Yeah. And uh, and interesting because we we'd actually built a whole kind of nest box in the back of the workshop for birds to live in. Because no bird is ever going to live in a box you create for it. Yeah. Well, this is just something about sentient beings, you know. We build meeting rooms. Nobody's going to meet in a meeting room. They go up and hang out in little wires around the woodshed and crannies and chimney pots and things like that. You know, they find their own little niches. And the birds are exactly the same. You know, and they want to hang out in kind of places that you never, never thought they should hang out on, really inconvenient places. And uh, that's the way it goes, isn't it? You know, and you just keep the place open, and the birds nestle where they nestle. And then today, I noticed went in there. 
Looks like they're gone. Oh. Uh, and the beautiful, the really beautiful thing was that uh, where they where they nestled, then Argentina Dama built a kind of uh, a, a mesh net underneath it. So if, if the little ones fell out while they were trying to fly, they wouldn't get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so they'd land on this kind of safety net underneath there. So the junior flyers thought, "This is a man who knows about training." <laughs> And there was a place, a kind of mesh, so that the cat couldn't get at them. This is a man who knows about discipline and the perils of monastic life. Oh. <laughs> and there they were, there was the mesh, and then there was the net, and the birds were gone. We did our job. We did good. And, you know, when you look at the empty place and you wonder, are they all right? Will they come back? Were they pleased? Have they run off in despair? Just, just stop doing that, and uh, leave leave the space open. Anyone? <laughs>